today uh, we're going to talk about a time bomb. Have, have any of you ever watched a movie and, and, and they're working on this bomb and trying to defuse it and, and, and you don't know whether or not it's going to, you're waiting for the explosion. You're waiting. That, that's, that's the way a lot of people live in life. And so the book of Proverbs, the 15th chapter, would you take your Bibles and go there, Proverbs chapter 15, uh, and I'm going to read in verse 1 in just a moment. And as you're doing that, let me say hello to our campuses. I'm Eddie Couples. I'm the lead pastor for Love and Truth Ministries, and we know that God has already met you where you're at, and we believe that now we come together to hear the Word of God as a corporate body, no matter the location. So get ready to receive what God wants to say to you. The book of Proverbs, the 15th chapter, and the first verse says, A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up what? Anger. How many of you got a little card today when you came in? Did you get one? That says anger. We're going to give you one each week. And, and that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about this whole aspect of anger. Now, anger is just a strong feeling of intense displeasure, hostility, or rage. Now, that, that's, that sounds kind of nice and neat and whatever, but, but how many of you found out that, that anger is, is pretty, pretty well distributed? Men, women, boys, and girls, doesn't matter your race, doesn't matter your creed, doesn't matter your color. In fact, I watched a thing on 2020 the other night uh, that was talking about road rage. I was under immediate conviction, <laughs> and, uh, but it was interesting. I mean, people are getting shot. People are getting run over in parking lots because somebody else got somebody's spot. Now, we, let, let's just go ahead and settle it this morning. Uh, we've, we've, we're dealing with some pretty intense anger that we're going to run over you if you uh, pull in the spot in front of me. Now, I, I know what we do. We, you know, at church, we get all dressed up, and we look nice, and well, I'm, I'm, I'm holy and righteous. But here's what I found is, is that even Christians deal with anger. Three types of anger that I found as I begin to prepare for this series. And number one is, is rage. Uh, rage is explosive. Rage is uncontrollable. Rage, when, when you see rage, you, you want to hide because it's pretty intense. Uh, the second aspect of, of anger is resentment. Uh, resentment is that unexpressed anger. It's that just pressing it down, pushing it down, keeping it down. And, and, and it's that whole aspect uh, where that, uh, we, it's just in there and, and we're, you know, we're pretty well ticked off at the whole world, but we kind of pretend that we're not. Now, there's one type of anger that the Word of God says is okay, and that is the, called the word indignation. Indignation is righteous anger. Uh, Jesus uh, was righteously angry at the beginning of his ministry and at the end of his ministry as he uh, went into the temple where they had turned it into a place of selling and making money. And the Bible says that he was in anger, he platted a whip, and drove out the money changers in anger. But here's what I found about most of us, and, and don't act, I, I, I can see already we're putting up the walls. We're putting on the holy faces, you know, the, the righteous faces. Let, let, me, let me help you. Most of us don't get angry over righteous causes. Most of us get angry over things that are happening around us. I was in, a, Sherry and I were in St. Louis a few weeks back, and, 
and uh, I was in the most upscale mall in St. Louis. It's called Plaza Frontenac, and, and it, it's one of those malls that, you know, you just you go and look at stuff, but you don't want to buy anything because it's ridiculous. And, and so I was in there walking down, and, and I passed one of these kiosks out in the middle, and, and there was this little gal there, and she was about five foot two, and if she weighed 100 pounds, that would be saying a lot. I mean, she was short, little thin thing. And, and I got about 20 feet down from her, and all of a sudden there was an explosion that took place. I mean, I heard, it wasn't a bomb, but it might as well have been. I heard this woman start screaming just with everything within her. And over the next three or four minutes, about five mall cops had to show up, and she's screaming. This guy's over here, he's screaming back at her. They're going at it. I mean, they, this little gal, I mean, this, this security guy, one of the security guys was a lot bigger than I am, and she was pushing him back. She was so angry. And then there's another lady over here that gets into it. And there's a baby in a carriage. And, and I mean, it, it was intense. And it happened just like that. And, uh, and so I'm, I'm, you know, I mean, there, people are coming out of stores. It's, it's one of those moments. And so, you know, I, I, I wanted to find out what was happening. <laughs> so I stood around and waited to figure out what this whole thing was about. And here's what it was about. She was the baby's mama. He was the baby's daddy, but he had his girlfriend with the baby, and all hell broke loose right there in that moment. I mean, it was explosion right there in the mall. And, uh, and that's how quick anger operates in a lot of our lives. It's, everything is going cool and calm, and all of a sudden, we accelerate from zero to 5,000 in a moment. Uh, it, it's kind of this picture. Let me, let me use it this way. It's, it's kind of the picture. Have you ever seen anybody blowing up a balloon? They blow it and they blow it and they blow it. It's a great big balloon. And all of a sudden, they just let it go and it just goes everywhere. Ever notice that? And that that's the way a lot of people's anger is. I, I call those people's, those people's, I call those people spewers. They just spew all over everybody. Right? Some of you looking at somebody right now. Okay, they just, I'm a, I'm a spewer, I'll just tell you. Okay, that's, that's, my, that's who I am. I'm a, I, don't, I don't just... And, but the good thing about spewers is, is that it's real quick and it's over. I mean, you're out of air and you kind of fall to the ground and it's kind of over. The, the next kind of group, though, is, is have you ever seen anybody just blow the balloon, 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 BOW! And the balloon explodes? Those people are stewers, S-T-E-W-E-R-S. They just push it down, push it down, push it down push it down until there is an explosion that shakes the whole world. Now, here's what I want to tell you. Most of us fit into one of those two categories. Now, some, some of you say, well, well, pastor, I, I don't have trouble with anger. But here, here's what I know is that just because you're saved does not mean that you don't struggle with anger. And a lot of times we pretend, we, you know, we, we act all holy at church, but, but here's what I found out is that, that in our daily life, we're struggling to live the life that God calls us to. And, and it's simply because we've, nobody's ever addressed the issue that we need to deal with our anger. Now, 
This, this subject, I, you know, we're, we're doing, there's an app for that for six weeks. And, and what I did was I just went through and looked at things that were found in the book of Proverbs that I believe that people deal with on a daily basis. One of them is purpose. One of them is anger. Next week, we're going to talk about wisdom. Uh, the next week after that, we're going to talk about habits. We're, we're going we're gonna to get down and dirty over the next few weeks, all right? But here's what I know is that a lot of us struggle with this whole aspect of anger. You say, how do you know that? Because I'm one of you. I'm, I'm a person, and, and uh, I, I will be just as open and transparent with you today as I dare be. And, and I, I want you to understand something, is that um, I, I can remember even as a child having a horrendous temper. You, you didn't have to do much to, to set me off. It didn't take much uh, as, as a child. Um, I, I, told, I was taking Sherry back through Henderson the other day where I used to live when I was seven and eight years old, showing her some of the places and all this. And, and I started talking to her about uh, things that I did. And, and uh, I, 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 uh, at that age, I was seven years old when we moved to Henderson. We lived in Africa for all that time. I moved to Henderson. And at seven years of age, uh, there was another boy that, that got in my face one day. And my father literally caught me as I had this kid backed up against a fence with a broken Coke bottle at his throat. Um, they would have diagnosed me with everything under the sun now. They would have put me on every medication that you could and locked me away until Jesus came. I'm really not joking. When I was in junior high school, actually in middle school, um, I got into a fight in, in, a, in a bathroom, and I, I took a kid's, and I beat his head so much that I gave him a concussion. That was the kind of rage that was down inside of me. I don't know where it came from. I, I can't tell you. I wasn't abused. I wasn't misused. I wasn't any of those kind of things. But there was always this quick, fiery temper that was always within me. And even after I got saved, even after I went into ministry, I, I would always kind of justify it. I would just say, well, that's just the way I am. You just got to deal with it. It's just who I am. And yet, over the past several years especially, God kind of put his finger on it, and he said, uh, you need to deal with that. And I said, Lord, it's just the way I am. He said, no, it's not. You're a new creation. I said, but Lord, I've always been this way. He said, well, you're not supposed to be. See, here's, here's what I found out about God. God is not intimidated to tell us what's wrong with us. All right? And, and so I, I began to understand, and, and here's, and I'll, I'll boil it all down real quick for you. The issue was is that I wasn't willing to give God lordship in that area of my life. Because I had gotten so used to reacting that way that it was easier to intimidate, it was easier to live that way than it was to bring my life under the lordship of Jesus Christ. And so it was just, it was more uh, repetitive, it was more who I was, and, and I just in a moment, in a flash, I'd tell you everything I wanted to tell you, and I'd walk away and you'd be bleeding on the ground, and I really didn't care. Because I felt justified, why don't y'all look at me that way? Some of you don't need to be looking at me that way because you're doing the exact same thing that I'm talking about. I would walk away feeling justified because I would say, well, they needed to hear what I just said. And yet what I found is, is that through life is that there were some causes in my life that produced a lifetime of anger. And until I was willing to give Jesus Christ lordship of that area of my life, and, I, and I, let me just tell you, I, 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 you know, he ain't finished with me yet, so don't come prodding me today. 
All right. In fact, it's funny. Let me tell you this quick story, and I'll, I'll drill down in the sermon. Uh, I, this week, my mom called one day and said uh, she was in town. Said, "Do you want to go to lunch?" I said, "Sure." So I meet my mom for lunch, and and uh, there's this kid behind me, and uh, three or four year old kid, and uh, his mom's sitting there, and and this kid keeps looking over the. T- he's he's back here, but I'm here, and he's he's reaching over and he's climbing over. He's walking around. And, and my blood pressure. <laughs> Just started going, boop, 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 boop. I could feel, I could feel myself going. And I'm sitting there, I, I'm, I'm wanting to lose it. And I want to lose it to kid. He's a kid. He's, I'm wanting to lose it to a mom that is so oblivious that her kid literally is climbing over the seat into somebody else's booth, and she doesn't have a clue what's going on. But then the Lord reminded me what I was preaching about today. (laughs) And it was kind of in that moment, I can't do one thing with this because God is setting me up. (laughs) So I just bit my tongue, ate my food, Walked out, looked at that woman, and blessed her. <laughs> Not a good blessing, but a little blessing. Let's talk about the causes of anger real quick. Number one is not getting our way causes anger. We start that when we're a baby, and if we're not careful, we don't only lay in the floor and kick when we're two years old. We're still pitching fits when we're 30 years old and 40 and 50 and even older because we did not get our way. The second way that anger, or the second cause of anger is when we feel rejected. A lot of us don't even realize that in the moment that we react in anger, that it's not because of what somebody is doing in that moment. It literally goes back even to childhood moments where we were rejected by somebody, we didn't fit in a certain circumstances, or something happened to us, and we were, were rejected, whether it was by a parent or a loved one or a teacher or a group at school, and now we get rejected as adults, and we don't even know why we're so mad. We just know we are ticked off at the world. Third reason, a third cause is unmet expectations. When people don't meet up to our expectations, when people don't do what we think they ought to do. And here's what I want to tell you about that. Most of the time, they don't even know what the expectations are. Sherry and I, when we first got married, I jokingly said, but I almost believe it's true, that for the first year of our marriage, I think I made Sherry cry every day. So for any of you who are just getting married or going to be married for a while, it'll be okay. We've been married a long time, and we do really well. And she's been a great wife and has put up with a whole lot. Don't anybody say amen. Anyway, and, and, and I, can rem- I can remember with, without j- just one of those vivid memories. In fact, the, the, the one that I remember the best of, about making her cry was unmet expectations. Uh, she, she, uh, she was cooking one night. I, I was working for a company, and I came home, and, uh, and, I, and I got there. And, uh, and Sherry was... Uh, Sherry is a great cook now. (laughs) But she was in training back then. Because her mom never had her cook. And so we had gotten married and she was cooking and and, and I came in. And, and the other part of that is you have to understand, Sherry was from Illinois and I'm from Tennessee and Africa. Okay, so that, that kind of separated things there. And and so she had made cornbread. Oh, now some of you know where I'm going. Because if you are a good southerner, cornbread is not sweet. 
If you are a northerner, you eat cake and call it cornbread. All right? So some of you understand. So I sit down, and I'm thinking cornbread. And I get cake. And I said something really nice like, what in the heck is this? And my expectation of the moment did not go over well. And, and I, it was kind of like, why, why is she crying? I don't know why she's crying. But, but it, was, it wasn't that, it, it was that she had tried and here I was, and, and she didn't know what she had done wrong, and here I am doing. And, and, and that's what happens a lot of times with, with people in situations is that the anger that's there is because they didn't meet our expectation. In fact, let me say it this way. If you are in a relationship with somebody, they will disappoint you. No, don't shout about it, but I'm right. I don't care who they are. I don't care how good they are. I don't care how much they love Jesus. It doesn't matter how many times a week they go to church. I promise you, if you are in a relationship with somebody, if you work with somebody, if you are married to somebody, if you've got people in your family, I promise you, they will let you down. And a lot of times we think that because we've been let down, we have a right to live in anger. The last cause is just comparison. The Bible says that you are unwise when you compare yourself by yourself. And, and, and so we, we don't need to be comparing ourselves because it, it really affects us. In fact, uh, th- those, those of you who, who are doctors and those of you who study the body know that, that it affects us physically when we lose our temper and get angry. It affects us emotionally and it affects us spiritually. The Word of God is clear that it affects us in, in each and every one of those ways. It, it does something to us. And, and, and your blood pressure increases and, and, and your, your levels and your, your chemical levels begin to change because in that moment you've become angry and, and you say, well, it's, it's better to get it out. And, and we say, well, I just ought to explode because that way I'm better. No, 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 listen to me. Again, scientific studies have proved that it is not better for you to blow up all over everybody. What's better for you is learning what the Word of God says. So can we drill down on that for the next several minutes today? Look in the the book of Proverbs, the 15th chapter. Verse 1, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Verse 2, the tongue of the wise adorns knowledge, but the mouth of the fool gushes folly. Verse 3 and 4, the eyes of the Lord are everywhere, keeping watch on the wicked and the good. The soothing tongue is a tree of life, but a perverse tongue crushes the spirit. Now, I, I want to tell you something today. The, involved in those four verses, we're going to f- learn how to handle our anger. How many of you would like to learn to handle your anger? Go ahead, tell the truth, all right? Let's learn how to handle anger. The first one is found in verse 1, and that is, it says, a gentle answer turns away wrath. So, the number one is, we have to learn to be gentle. Have, have you ever had a, had a little child at your house and maybe you brought a new puppy home or a new, uh, you know, new bunny rabbit or whatever, and, and that, you know, that child gets in there doing that, and you, and you go, gentle, right? Gen- be gentle with it. Or maybe you bring a new baby home, and, you know, and, and you go, oh, be gentle with it. And, and, and what we're saying is, is that, hey, you know, kind of bring it down a little bit. You know what gentleness is? Gentleness is strength under control. That's what gentleness is. We think that we, if we explode, that shows people how strong we are. Really, it shows how weak we are. 
Gentleness is strength under control. Here's what gentleness is. Get a picture of this. Gentleness is when the wrangler takes the horse that's wild and brings him to a point that even a child can ride him. The strength is still there. The horse still has the ability, but now that strength has been brought under control. A lot of us have a lot of strength, and we verbalize our strength. Have you ever been in an argument, anybody? Well, I'm waiting. When I first started pastoring, I had a guy who told me he'd been married 30-something years, and he said, Pastor, my wife and I have never argued. I thought, you are either the biggest liar or one of the two of you is brain dead. I don't know which it is, but <laughs> never argued in 30-something years, really? I, I just don't. You know, but you know what I, I found out about arguing? How many of you noticed that when you get in an argument, the, the level just keeps going up? Right? Come on. You can act holy, but I'm talking to you. Right? You know what? It's hard to argue in a whisper. What if the next time, learn to be gentle. When it escalates, you de-escalate. You let your voice be quieter and quieter and quieter. Could it be that we could learn to control our anger just by lowering our voice? Wow. Look in verse 2. Look what he says, verse 2. The tongue of the wise adorns knowledge, but the mouth of fools gushes, <laughs> gushes folly. You ever notice that? You ever been around people, you, you just want to look at them and say, we really didn't know how dumb you were? I shouldn't say those things, should I? Y'all pray for me. Uh, it says that the mouth of fool gushes, gushes folly. It puts it out. The, the second thing we need to learn is that we need to learn to wait. We need to learn to wait. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. We talk about that a lot in, in different areas. But you know what? Even in your anger, if you wait, learn to have patience. The tongue of the wise adorns not, but the mouth of fool rushes, gushes. It goes into it. it it's a wide open. Learn to wait. We talk about that patience is a virtue. And it really is. Patience is a virtue. In fact, the book of James, the first chapter, verse 19 and 20, it says, My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Now listen, why? Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Now, think about that. We have justified it. We say, well, that's just the way I am. Or, you know, I'm Irish, and all Irish people are that way. Wait a minute. The Word of God says He doesn't care if you're Irish. It doesn't matter what your background is. The Word of God says that your anger does not, prove, does not bring forth and produce the righteousness of God. And so what we've got to do is that we've got to learn to wait. We've got to learn to watch our mouth. When we're in that, we don't need to be just gushing everything. Have you ever wished you hadn't said something? Come on, I mean, as soon as it's out, you're trying to grab it back. You, 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 really? You know, we, we, use, we, we say things to one another. We, we say things like this. Well, you never. Right? Or we say this. You always. How many of you know both of those are not true? 
Well, both of us are not. We, but, but in that moment, we're not waiting. We're not patient. We're not, we're not trying to back away. We're, we're running into the fray because we feel righteously vindicated for whatever reason that we want to prove our point. It's back to the gal at the mall. I mean, all she had to do was back up. But I'm promising you, she didn't back up. It took five security guards to push her back because of the anger that was being displaced in the moment. Number three, look there, verse three. It says, the eyes of the Lord are everywhere, keeping watch on the wicked and the good. God, God's watching what's happening everywhere. Now, now let, me, let me say this when I talk about that. Here, here's what I want to tell you. Learn to choose your battles. Learn to choose your battles. Uh, I used to think we ought to fight about everything. Have you, have, you ever been, have you ever been around a couple, let me just do it this way, have you ever been around a couple who, who one of them will start telling something and they'll say, you know, we went down this street and we took a left and, they, and the other one will go, no, 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 it was a right. And you kind of go, okay, that's, they messed up that part. And then they go, and, and we came down to a greenhouse and the other one will go, no, 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 it was a blue house. And then, then they'll say, and, and we went down there and there was this dog, no, it wasn't, it was a skunk that crossed the road. And by that point, I could care less what the story is. But I know that this marriage is in serious trouble. Because if I've got to correct you over the most insignificant issues, then I've got an issue. And the issue is not that you can't remember how to tell the story. Wow, it really gets quiet in this house. The issue is, is that I've got an unresolved issue inside of me that usually has a root of bitterness and anger in me. Now, see, not everything is worth the effort. Now, there are some things to fight for, but not everything is worth the effort to go in. Again, is it a blue house? Is it a gray house? Is it a green house? Who cares? It's a house. doesn't matter. But in that moment, if we're not careful, we'll escalate this thing. We will blow it up. And the reason is, is, and let me say this to you, I believe that a lot of us are addicted to anger. Wow. You say, why? Because it's just it's our natural way of acting. It's just our natural response. We just immediately blow up. We immediately let people know. What we, and, 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 and we go. I mean, let me ask it this way. Can you go 24 hours without being angry? I don't know, Pastor. Man, you know, if you saw those goofballs I work with, you know, they just drive me crazy. Yeah. You know what I found out? Every time you make me angry, you control me. No, you didn't hear me. Every time I allow a situation or a person to make me angry, I am no longer in control. They are in control. And so I have to choose in that moment. And so, and so a lot of us, whether we like to admit it or not, we, we don't want to call it anger addiction, but that's what it is. Because if I can't go 24 hours without being angry, if, if I look at somebody who, who can't go 24 hours without taking a, a, a hit of something or taking a drink of something or taking a smoke of something, then I go, you're addicted. Guess what? There are a lot of us, and, and we love to point out the alcoholics and the drug people and all, but you know what? There are a lot of Christians who are addicted to anger, and we justify it day in and day out. 
So are, are we addicted to anger, or can we learn how to live the way God wants us to? Let me give you the fourth one in learning how to control it. The soothing tongue is a tree of life, but a perverse tongue crushes the spirit. Now, you and I have got to come to this point of understanding that not only do we need to learn to choose our battles, we need to learn how to deal with things. If there's anything that's lacking in our society, it is the ability to cope. I mean, I I don't want to be old school, but let me go old school for a minute. Do you realize that people went through a depression in the 30s and they barely had enough to eat and they didn't have electricity and they lived in the middle of nowhere and had well water and they lived life and they had families and they grew strong families together. And, And we talk about if somebody gets in our way going to Walmart, our whole week is messed up. The reason is, is because we don't know how to cope with things. And so we we haven't learned how to deal with the issues that we face. And one of the things that just needs to happen across America and across the body of Christ especially is that we need to learn how to deal with things. And one of the things that we need to learn how to deal with is, is what's been said to us and what's come into our life. All of us remember the little ditty that was said when we were kids, and that is this. How many times have you heard the phrase, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Ever heard that? That is the biggest lie you were ever told. Hear me. That is one of the biggest untruths that there is on the face of this earth. Because in those moments of anger, I want to tell you something. Your parents were not perfect. I don't care how good they were. And I guarantee you, at some point of your life, probably your parents said something to you that in a moment of anger they didn't mean to say. They didn't mean it, but it came out of them. There are other people in your life who have said things, and what happens to us is is that goes into the resources of our being, and it settles down inside of us, and then there's this seething cauldron that's down inside of us that is constantly bubbling, 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 and we don't even understand why we react the way we do, and it goes back sometimes to something that was said to us when we were five years old. And we've got to learn how to deal with, with the issues. You say, how do I deal? How, how do I do that, Pastor? Well, let me, let me say it this way. Make the relationship your priority. Don't make winning the argument your priority. Listen, this is the way I do marriage counseling right here. Hundreds at a time. If you will learn to make the relationship the priority, then all the other things will come to an even kill, and you'll begin to see that. Ephesians 4 says, in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. Somebody said, well, we made a decision that we wouldn't go to bed mad. I said, well, that's great, but how many times have you stayed up all night? That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says don't let the sun go down on your anger. It didn't say stay up all night, all right? Uh, and, and so we, we, we've got to come there. So how do we deal with anger? Let's, let, me, let me quickly bring this to a, a real practical thing. Those, those are some biblical things. Now let me give you just some specifics in your life 
of dealing with anger. Number one is learn to take an emotional timeout. An emotional timeout. When, when you're in there, when things are happening, learn, and, and sometimes you can't physically leave, but, but you need to just back away in your emotions. Just, just take, it, take a step back. Say, wait a minute. Let, you know what? They used to tell me to count to 10. That's not a bad idea. Count to 10. Take, because if you don't, you're going to rush in there. You, you're going you're gonna to rush in where fools fear to tread. You're going you're gonna to go back, back up. Take an emotional timeout. Number two, clarify the issue. Clarify the issue. See, what the issue is usually isn't the issue. A lot of times the issue goes back to something in our past, something in our history, something that's bad. So the issue is not about whether or not it was a red house or a blue house. The issue is I've always got to be right. We're going to shout after this, aren't we? Number three is deal with the real problem. Not the perceived problem, not the momentary problem, but deal with the real problem. Again, my real problem, I told you, my real problem wasn't all the instances. My real problem was I never was willing to say, Lord, you be the Lord of this part of my life. And until I got real with God, I was never able to deal with that part of my life. So you have to deal with the real problem. And, and lastly, number four, and we close, live to forgive. Live to forgive. How many times do I forgive, Lord? Seven times in a day? No, Peter. Seventy times seven. What, what, what's the Lord saying? He's saying live with an attitude of forgiveness. Just choose to forgive. Just choose to forgive. In, in fact, today you may just need to look at those closest to you and go, I choose to forgive. I forgive. See, here's what I know, and we're done. Here's what I know. We are angry basically with three people. We're angry with those that are in our life, the closest to us. We are angry with ourselves because we have disappointed ourselves and we haven't done what we thought we were going to do and we failed and all these things. And lastly, we're angry with God. You say, Pastor, how can you say that people are angry with God? God is awesome. God is, yeah. But you know what? When you don't get what you want from God, you get mad. How many times have people said, well, you know, I went to church all those years, and then how could God do me that way? And we allow anger to come into our lives against God. And so what we've got to do today is, first of all, is that we've got to forgive others. We've got to forgive ourselves. And I know this one sounds crazy. We've got to forgive God. We've got to say, Lord, no longer am I angry with you. I release you. I release others and I release myself. Now, we're talking about there's an out for that. This series is going to dig down where we're living. And you're going to have to make a decision each week. You're, you're going to be, I promise you, you've heard the word now. I promise you, you're going to be tested. You're going to sit down in a restaurant and there's going to be a kid behind you. <laughs> and you're going to have to make up your mind while you do in that moment. But the more that we submit our lives to the Lordship of Jesus, the more we learn how to overcome 
this anger issue. 